of the beautiful things about this trip was we really had to prepare beforehand going. We had to understand what the, what the word of God says about Christ. We had to understand what we are to tell people about and how to tell them this message of truth in the gospel. And it was, it was incredible to see our team continuously be bold in sharing the gospel. All of those people up here, plus the people in Northwest Espanol this morning, boldly proclaimed the gospel multiple times in uh, ways that were very, very powerful. I was with Lexi in one of our sessions of going out into the parks and, and knocking on doors, and uh, she was just able to communicate the gospel in a very powerful way with people, even through her own testimony. I was just blown away watching our people share the gospel. And that's the heart of Northwest is to proclaim the gospel. And we want to continuously do that. And um, it was just a powerful, um, powerful week. Uh, this church is called Mosaic Church. They have, they have four elders or church planters out there that have begun this church. And you can pray for them. They're six months old. Um, one of the pastors who was there had been there for seven years just talking to the people, understanding the culture, being with the people before they began to plant this church. Um, most, most NAM churches, NAM meaning North American Mission Board, which is the church planting arm of the Southern Baptist Convention um, from our convention, um, most church plants have three-year time limit. If you can't get it going in three years, you, you lose your funding and, and it doesn't really go. Well, he said to uh, his supporters back home, I think he's from originally from North Carolina, that it's going to take me seven years to get a church going. And he's been laboring for seven years. And they have a church plant now of 30 to 40 people. They launched um, about six months ago. And that was their first baptism that you saw on the screen of Cassidy, a lady who came to faith in Christ and, um, and proclaimed Christ uh, denounced the faith of LDS Church and became a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. An amazing testimony for our people to see, amazing for you to see that this morning. Um, what, a, what a privilege and joy to serve with these people. Truly, truly, what a privilege um, it was to serve with your, your, your church here at, at Northwest and with Mosaic. Um, <clears throat> So speaking of the church, we're, we're hearing the history of the church through the book of Acts. We've entitled this series, Power of God, because we see the, the work of the Holy Spirit working from the beginning of Acts. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And this is what the church is, the witness of Christ, the bold proclaimers of the gospel. And we've been through the book of Acts, and we are now in chapter 13. Remember, in the beginning of chapter 13, we have... Uh, this church in Antioch who has these leaders and they are sending leaders of their church to proclaim the gospel where it has not been proclaimed. They first arrive in Cyprus. Paul and Barnabas are sent out by the Holy Spirit and they encounter uh, uh, bar Jesus there, a magician, 
And through that experience, the gospel continues to move forward. There's nothing to stand in its way. And now they, they, they move to the region of Galatia. Um, in, in our Bibles, you'll see it as Pisidian Antioch or Antioch in Pisidia, which is the region of Galatians, which will be important because we will refer to the letter to the Galatians this morning in our text. And when we come to this town, Paul and Barnabas come into Antioch in Pisidia, there is an open door for the gospel. And I don't, I don't know how many times we heard that this week is, is just opportunities for the gospel to move forward. As soon as we got on the ground, we went to Walmart and started shopping, and um, there was this... Uh, there was these sauces on the Walmart thing, and maybe you've heard of it, but I had never heard of it before, and there was one called Mayo Chup. It's mayo and ketchup mixed together. It was called Mayo Chup. I don't know if you've ever heard it. I've never seen it before. And me and Scott began talking to, about this Mayo Chup, and a guy chimes in and goes, oh, yeah, that's a Utah thing. And, and then we began to share with this man about Mayo Chup and then about Jesus Christ, right? And so we share the gospel, but that's what happens here is there's an opportunity for the gospel to be presented as Paul and Barnabas are in this synagogue and they say, do you have anything to say? Well, thank you very much. We, do, we happen to have something to say. And that's what we're going to read this morning. So turn with me to Acts chapter 13, verse 13, as Paul gives the gospel to the people in Antioch and Pisidia. And I think you'll find this interesting as it relates to our time in Utah this week. So would you stand with me in the reading of God's word um, in Acts chapter 13, verse 13. Acts will be the, in early in the New Testament. And here we go. Now Paul and his companions set sail from Paphos and came to Perga in Pamphylia. And John left them and returned to Jerusalem. But they went on from Perga and came to Antioch in Pisidia. And on the Sabbath day they went into the synagogue and sat down. After reading from the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent a message to them saying, Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, say it. So Paul stood up and motioning with his hand said, Men of Israel and you who fear God, listen. The God of this people Israel chose our fathers and made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt. And with uplifted arm he led them out of it. And for about 40 years he put up with them in the wilderness. And after destroying seven nations in the land of Canaan, he gave them their land as an inheritance. All this took about 450 years. And after that, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul for the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. And when he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king, of whom he testified and said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do all my will. Of this man's offspring, God has brought to Israel a Savior, Jesus, as, as he promised. Before his coming, John had proclaimed a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. And as John was finishing his course, he said, 
Who, what do you suppose that I am? I am not he, but no. But behold, after me one is coming, the sandals of whose feet I am not worthy un, to untie. Brothers, sons of family of Abraham and those among you who fear God, to us has been sent the message of this salvation. Amen. You can be seated. Father God, we ask that during this time as we open your word and read the history of your church, the beginnings of your church, that we would be challenged to be like Paul and Barnabas, to be a church in which goes and proclaims the gospel to a lost and dying world. And Father, we ask that we would have boldness in the midst of opposition, boldness in the midst of persecution, and that we would proclaim it boldly. As they do in this text this morning, Father, give us wisdom, guidance. Father, give us peace. Father, speak to our hearts this morning. May we be encouraged by the message of the gospel in our hearts. May we live that out through faith in Christ alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We have lots of stories. I'm going to tell you another story from the trip. But our trip was really summed up by um, the events that happened the last day we were there in Temple Square in Salt Lake City, Utah. We were uh, taking a tour with some of the sisters. They're, they're missionaries um, um, that, are, that tour you around the Temple Square. The temple's under construction. It's built on a fault line, so it was crumbling down. So they, they, they had to rebuild it back. And so they were telling us all about um, the temple and the LDS faith and the things that were happening. And um, the, they were telling us about their faith and their, what they do and their practices and, and their, 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 their things that they are doing. And they knew that they had, uh, we, we actually brought five pastors on this trip. So we had five of our pastors on this trip, um, uh, including some from Espanol. And so they, they knew at least we had two head pastors or lead pastors on the trip. And they knew that we were a group of 14 uh, evangelical Christians from Oklahoma. So this this girl is sharing with us uh, about the LDS faith, and the president, uh, President Larson, uh, walks up behind us as these girls are sharing. I guess he was he was nervous that we were going to share with them, or we were going to be rude, or or whatever. Uh, one of the things that our missionaries told us as we were there is they have a lot of evangelicals that are rude about their faith. And you need to be gentle with respect when you're sharing the gospel with them in love. And uh, so, so we took that to heart. But uh, President Larson is listening, and, and we're there, and we're, we're listening. We're asking questions. And we asked the, the two young girls, they're in their 20s, early 20s, if we could pray for them after the tour. We begin praying for these girls and um, President Larson is next to Chris and uh, as we've been praying this whole trip we've been praying um, together and so I, I don't know if this is a Northwest Espanol thing I'm not sure exactly how this happened but we began praying and everyone would join in in prayer that means everybody would be praying at the same time while we were doing this on our trip and uh, Chris just grabs President Larson and brings him into the group. And then he begins praying uh, for 
the Lord to move in Provo and the people to hear the gospel and respond to the gospel. Chris is very bold, if you haven't noticed. And um, at the end of that, um, one of the ladies, and, and they, you could tell that that doesn't happen to them very often. One of the ladies said, um, what's your favorite Bible story, right? <laughs> it's kind of what happened here with Paul. Do you have anything to say, right? And, uh, and so we step up, and, and the Lord had placed on our heart Zacchaeus. And uh, so we share the gospel through the story of Zacchaeus and this man who was a sinner. He, Jesus wanted, welcomed him in, wanted to be with him in a relationship with him, his hearing the good news message that he too could be saved. And as a response, he gives up half of his money to the poor. And, and his, out of his salvation um, comes works, not because of his works he's saved. And uh, I, I share that with, with these, these girls. And, and um, she's like, oh, that's interesting. And I said, have you ever heard that story before? And she said, no, I haven't. And, uh, and, and, and as, that, as that moment is happening, we're sharing with this girl, Scott and Chris are talking to President Larson. He's the head of the mission there uh, in Salt Lake City. And they begin sharing with this man. Um, and they ask him, one of, the, one of the ways in which we engage them is to ask him their faith. And Scott asked him about his faith multiple times in different ways, but how do you have faith and where does your faith come from? He shares his, his faith, and at the end, he says to Scott, what about you, right? You don't want to do that to Scott Manning. He'll, he'll, he'll get you. <laughs> He's ready. <laughs> He's ready for the gospel at every moment. And he begins to, sh- 